Support for IPR comes from Hands in Harmony, a therapeutic healthcare facility with a splash of spa and a team of holistic healers to help in the quest for health, harmony, and happiness. Cedar Rapids and Mount Vernon. Classes, massage, and more at myhih.com. Today is Friday. It is the 16th of September. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. The leaders of Iowa's three public universities yesterday discussed how they would spend the funding increase they plan to request from state lawmakers. IPR's Grant Gerlock explains they'll ask for an additional $32 million from a legislature that has been reluctant to increase their budget. If granted, the nearly 7 percent increase in general funding would be used to recruit more nursing students at the University of Iowa and teaching candidates at the University of Northern Iowa. Iowa and Iowa State also want more funds to support first-generation students, while Northern Iowa is looking to hold down the cost of tuition. President Mark Nook told the Iowa Board of Regents there should be a bigger difference between what students pay at UNI compared to the research schools. The $4 million that we are asking for to to help us differentiate will help us keep our tuition down for all of our students, provide better access for students across the state of Iowa. The request for the universities is more than anything the Republican-controlled legislature has approved in recent years. For this year, lawmakers gave the universities about a third of what they asked for. Funding was flat the year before that. The state unemployment rate inched up one-tenth of a percent in August. That's the first increase in seven months. Iowa Workforce Development Director Beth Townsend says the increase is mostly tied to students. And that is almost, not entirely, but almost entirely related to uh, individuals going back to school uh, and leaving their jobs. The increase still leaves the unemployment rate at 2.6 percent and in the range of pre-pandemic levels. Townsend says there are more than 80,000 open jobs in Iowa, and they continue to work hard to fill those. And she says there are almost 40,000 people who are unemployed but not receiving an employment benefit. She says they are trying to help anybody who is looking for and wants a job to find one. A new resource to address the public health crisis of missing and murdered indigenous women is launching in Sioux City this weekend. As IPR's Kendall Crawford tells us, the Great Plains Action Society is offering a series of workshops on how to heal, protect, and organize against gender-based violence. More than 80% of Indigenous women experience violence in their lifetimes, according to a 2016 report from the National Institute of Justice. That's why Director of Operations Trisha Etchinger says the classes will focus on providing a combination of self-defense lessons and culturally focused methods of healing. The overall goal is just to inspire our own Indigenous communities to provide the answers for ourselves. But first, we have to heal ourselves. Without healing, there is no justice. She says it will also build Native women's confidence in their ability to organize around the public health crisis. The workshop will consist of six different courses and hopefully, Etchinger says, culminate in a greater community support. The crew club at Iowa State University will row on an indoor virtual rowing machine after last year's fatal accident on Little Wall Lake. The Ames Tribune reports the accident also has led to drastic changes for several other clubs at the university. Iowa State released a new plan for oversight of student sport clubs that redesignates clubs with a prohibited level of risk or those that could not find departmental support outside of the university's recreation services as enthusiast sports clubs. Students can meet and talk about their shared interest in a sport, but they cannot physically engage in the sport as an Iowa State-recognized organization. 
And the superintendent of the Cedar Rapids Community School District is taking a medical leave beginning next week. Superintendent Noreen Bush was diagnosed with cancer two and a half years ago while serving as superintendent. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports Bush will continue her title as superintendent throughout her medical leave. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about the Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. The number of veterinarian clinics in rural communities has been dramatically declining for decades. Rural veterinarians often get paid less than urban vets. They take on more workload and carry thousands of dollars in debt from medical school. Harvest Public Media's Excret Nunez reports on why attracting veterinarians to rural areas remains a problem and what's being done to fix it. Come on, Theo. Come on, sweets. On a rainy Saturday morning, Dr. Serena Holt welcomes Thea, a German Shepherd mix, and her owner, Becky, 9 a.m. on the dot at the Perry Veterinary Hospital in Perry, Oklahoma. Let's see what things look like. Hole started working at the clinic straight out of veterinary school six years ago. She's a mixed animal practitioner, which means she works on both small animals like dogs and large animals like cattle. Hole is one of two doctors that works at the small town clinic, where the workdays get busy and she's constantly shifting gears. I mean, there have been days that I'm doing a euthanasia in one room and just like standard appointment, whether that be vaccines with another dog, literally in another room, and then have cattle out back. I mean, there's days I feel like I'm just running in circles. On top of that work stress, Hole has more than $100,000 of veterinarian school debt. It's one of the factors that's contributed to the decline of rural vets in the U.S. since World War II. Dr. Daniel Grooms is the dean of Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine. In 2019, he and two students surveyed clinics across Iowa to understand the shortage and found pay in rural clinics is a big problem. Typically, uh, rural practices uh, have lower salaries than practices that are located in uh, more populated areas. The average amount of debt veterinarians come out of medical school with is nearly $200,000, according to the American Veterinary Medical Association. Since 2010, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has offered a loan repayment program aimed at rural vets. Today, that program offers up to $75,000 to help veterinarians offset their loans if they spend three years in a rural clinic. But that's less than half of today's average loan debt for graduating veterinarians, which officials at the USDA acknowledge. It's being considered. Dr. Robert Smith oversees the repayment program and says there's talk of increasing the amount they give out. You know, we have the ability to consider that. But even if more money becomes available, earning the repayment isn't easy. Last year, 144 veterinarians applied, and just over half got the award. That's in part because the program only gives money to one veterinarian in a designated area of need. And Smith says the application process can also be intimidating. Practitioners are not used to writing grants. And so we'd like to provide some kind of coaching or mentoring or to work with them on putting together a, a better application. But other programs are working at a more local level to relieve the debt load for rural veterinarians. Dr. Brad White is the director of Kansas State University's Beef Cattle Institute. 
He says the K-State program has helped rural practices attract and retain veterinarian grads. Over the past about 15 years of that program, we know that about 90% of those students are still in rural practice. The state-funded program will forgive up to $80,000 in student loan debt for veterinarians who stay in rural Kansas for several years. And White says that's important so that there are vets who can help livestock producers keep their animals healthy. He hopes other veterinary schools adopt similar programs to Kansas State's. All right, I'm going to take the cone off and I'm going to clean your ears a little bit. Back at the Perry Animal Hospital, Dr. Serena Holt says being a veterinarian is all she's ever wanted to do. I mean, I love the profession. I, I love what I do. Um, it just It's really pretty crazy to look at the, the debt load that it takes to get there. For now, she says she's committed to working in the rural clinic. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Excret Nunez. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including IPR News. It reports on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. This is Here First from IPR News. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe. I'm Clay Masters.